What great words those are that we hear from all three of those lessons. But, you know, especially today, we're going to focus our time on the idea of the baptism of Jesus. But what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, because I think it's good for us to hear, is we're going to shift actually not just talking about the baptism of Jesus, but because of the baptism of Jesus, what is the significance of baptism for you and for me as baptized Christians? What does that mean? And it's important, I think, as we think about this and we hear this, that we understand the words from that Romans text. Dead to sin, but alive to God. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? And he says what? By no means. Absolutely not. See, sometimes I think we get that confused. But in sermons here at, at Our Saviors, we, I bring in the sacraments quite a bit, if you've noticed. I talk about the Lord's Supper, and I talk about baptism. And it's important that we do, because as Lutherans, this is an important thing for us. And our sacraments actually can fit into every sermon we have, because that, they're that important to us. Every sermon that we have here talks about what Christ has done for us and what he gives us here in his body, the church. What he gives to us here in his church as we read his word, receive the Lord's Supper, and continue to baptize as well. See, we believe that sacraments are important, and there's something that we should be running to the church to receive each and every Sunday. Now, how many of us run to the church so we can receive what God has for us? But see, that's what we should be doing each and every Sunday. All of us should be running to the church so that we can receive all that God has to give us today because we are here doing nothing other than worshiping him with our arms wide open and saying, God, give me what you want to give me today. Give me your word. Give me your sacraments. Give me your body and blood. Give me that forgiveness. Reassure me of all of your promises. And let me receive those gifts that you are giving me. That is why we should run to church each and every Sunday. And it shocks me that people say, well, if I come once every four to six weeks, that's okay. Because you know what? We need to be here every week. Every week to receive what God wants to give us. The sacraments are an important part. And the amazing thing is, is baptism as well is an event that occurs once in our life, but yet it has am impact on every single day of our lives. This is true when we truly realize what this truly means. When we truly grasp what baptism does for us. And when you understand what baptism is, you understand one of the greatest teachings in all of the Bible. And today is a great day for us to talk about it, as I said, because today we celebrate the baptism of Jesus. And as we listen to Paul's words about baptism, we can't help but realize what it means to be baptized into Christ Jesus, because that's what he says. We are baptized into Christ Jesus. See, the sacrament of holy baptism has been around ever since the ascension of Jesus Christ into heaven. When he instructed the disciples, if you remember from the end of Matthew, he says what? Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching everything that I have commanded you. See, Jesus says that we should go and baptize and teach. And so, therefore, it's been around since the early church from the very beginning of Christianity 
The faithful have baptized children and adults. As we see in the text, that it says that he baptized all the family, not just adults. And in the text it says, go and baptize all nations, then teaching them. And so we actually believe that we baptize all people, no matter what their age is. And baptism is good for everyone. In my family, it's touched us in great different ways. I mean, Maya and Danny were baptized as they were infants. I was baptized when I was 23. My mom was baptized when she was 77 in the hospital. What a great teaching it is that no matter what time, baptism is right for all people. See, baptism is more than just something that's just done because. It's something much more than that. Baptism is much more than just something we do. When someone is baptized into Christ Jesus, something remarkable truly happens. Something wonderful actually occurs. Martin Luther actually says it this way in the small catechism. He says, what benefit does baptism give? The answer is, it works the forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this, as the word of God promises and God declares. See, he writes this in the small catechism, that it isn't just something that is made up. Everything in the small catechism is taken directly from Scripture, and it comes from the Bible. And Paul actually says in 1 Corinthians these words, But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. Baptism washes away our sins. We were all born sinful, every one of us. We have no love in our hearts at all. And we need baptism to change us. See, in baptism, we are truly born again. We were made new, new people. New people spiritually, we are changed. And our relationship with God is influenced by that as well. Because by that, our sins are gone. He gives us forgiveness as well. But on his forgiving love towards us, that's what we hold on to. And this great change takes place no matter what age that person is to be baptized. Because it's about God's work and not ours. And this baptism doesn't just occur occur maybe once in our lives, but then it's something that we can live over and over again. The effects of the baptism extend into our lives and into every aspect of our lives as well. The thing about baptism that's misleading is that sometimes we think that it's nothing but water and a few Bible verses, right? But there just seems to be so much more to it than that. We've heard several times over the last month that this tends to be the way God works. That simple things that look simple have huge impact. A savior born in a barn, in a manger, shepherds who seem to be the first ones to experience the infant Jesus, eternal life, found in the crucifixion on a cross. Forgiveness of sins found there as well. I mean, simple things that mean so much. 
So also, while it doesn't seem so much in baptism, the act itself combined with God's Word, it is more powerful than anything that we realize. As Paul says, he says this, Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Three times in our text from today, Paul stresses the fact that you were baptized. That when you were baptized, you were baptized into Christ's death. Now what this means is that baptism frees us from our sin by making us part of Christ's death. Hallelujah is right. I mean, through his death, Jesus became a substitute. A substitute that stood in the condemned place that all of us deserve. We were born enemies of God. And logically, this means that we should die for our sins. But why would God spare his enemies? And yet, we are born enemies, yes. But yet we live because of what Christ has done for us. We live because of baptism. Everything Jesus did for us applies through to us through that water and through that word. The blessing that Jesus has earned for us on the cross, the forgiveness, the peace, the new relationship with God, all of those things that are given to us, they're given to us through our baptism. And we're declared right before God because of what Jesus has done. And we're transformed from enemies of God to now children of God. Paul says this clearly in Galatians. He says, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I love that phrase, put on Christ. Do you think about the fact that you put on Christ? That daily through baptism you can think about the fact that Christ is alive in you and you can put on Christ? That we are bonded to him in such a way that it only occurs through faith and that we're made one with him? One with him in such a mysterious way, but yet it guarantees us forgiveness of sins and eternal life with him. And because we're forgiven, Paul can actually write these words. Now, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we also live with him. What great words those are. That through baptism we are made one with God. And yes, this mystical union that is there, that it is in our lives, that we can have an eternal life with Christ as well. That baptism takes us from the font to the grave, but it doesn't leave us there. That there we are made children of God, and then we can live not as enemies of God, but as children of God. And through Christ's life, it becomes our life. And this is one of the greatest things that we can learn, is that we are no longer the old creation, that we are the new creation. Paul says in 1 Corinthians again, chapter 6, he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit within him, with him. That we are one spirit with the Lord. And all of this is ours because Jesus did what was necessary so that we might have life in him. In our gospel reading, we hear that Jesus was baptized. The heavens were opened and the spirit came down. And what did the Father say? 
You are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. He wasn't just pleased because Jesus was beginning his ministry. He wasn't just pleased because Jesus would perfectly fulfill all that he had to do. I mean, Luke tells us that the heavens were opened, but that didn't mean that it was just open so that the dove could come down and sit on, on the sun. See, really what this is, is that the, the heavens were opened because the salvation of all people were revealed on that day. And when we die, we know that ultimately we won't face a barred door that we can't get in. That ultimately, heaven has been opened because of what Jesus has done. And because of that, the gates are opened so that Christ's life is our life. That his death is our death. But our death doesn't mean the end. That our death ultimately means we will always be with the Lord. And the heaven is now open to you and to me. See, it can't, it can't be done without Christ. But Paul goes on and he writes this as well. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. I love that. To walk in the newness of life means that we strive daily to overcome sin in our life. The sin that dwells in our hearts and the battle that we have to try to live the life that God has called us to live. We all know that this isn't easy, right? We all struggle with it. I struggle with it. You struggle with it, all of us. Paul would repeatedly refer to his struggle with it as well, right? His ability to do what God wants, but yet he could not do what God wants when he does what he shouldn't do. I mean, it's not easy for us to say no to the things that we might want to say yes to. It's not easy to always do the right thing. But that's where we're called to do things because we are baptized. That's what we're called to do as baptized Christians. See, we are called to consider ourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. It's through the power of baptism that we can count ourselves dead to sin. Now what does this mean? It means that we live with baptism always on our mind. That's why the baptismal font is out there. So that as you enter church, you're reminded of your baptism and the power that that has in your life. And the reason it's there is so that when we exit you see baptism as well. As you go into the world, you're reminded of the power that baptism has in your life so that you can actually resist the sin that is in the world and live the life that is God called you to because of the baptism and the spirit that is alive in you. See, this is what baptism means. And Luther actually suggests that every morning, as someone who is a baptized Christian, that we should wake up every morning, make the sign of the cross to remind us of our baptism. So that we wake up knowing that we are forgiven and we have eternal life, but we are called also to a little bit of life that is pleasing to him. And when you wash your face in the morning, well, you can remember that that water was once combined with God's word and it was once poured over your head, or you were immersed, or maybe it was sprinkled, whatever it was. 
But when we do that, we remember that we can go out into the world as different people, that we're baptized, that we're children of God, and that we are not slaves to sin any longer. See, Luther describes baptism this way. He says, baptism indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned and die with all sins and evil desires, and that a new man should daily emerge and rise to life before God in righteousness and purity forever. I mean, listen to those words. Our sins were buried with Christ in the tomb after his crucifixion. So now we, speak, we seek daily to overcome and to almost rebury our sins, you might think. And as we can do this, we do this because we are baptized, knowing that we're forgiven and that our baptism gives us power to do what is right through the work of the Spirit in us. It leads to a God-pleasing life and to walk in the newness of life that is won for us on the cross by Jesus centuries ago. See, it's really amazing as we think about this that everything we need to have to have an eternal relationship with the Lord is given to us over and over through remembering our baptism. That's why we say that we are baptized because baptism never ends. We don't look at the baptism as a one-time thing. It's something that continually is alive in our lives. And we should remind ourselves every time we walk out of church, every time we wash our face in the morning, and every time we get up, make the sign of the cross and remember that you are a baptized child of God. And that because of our baptism, those gifts that God gives us will never end. That if we strive to overcome sin with the help of the Spirit, well, then the Spirit will help us. See, if baptism is not just simple water, it is water combined with God's Word. And when that happens, a miraculous thing takes place. Something that changes you forever. And so today, may your baptism be something that you remember today. May it be something that you hold on to and remember each day and remember the promises that are given to you because of that baptism. May you also remember that that baptism strengthens you daily to resist the power of sin in this world because this baptism has overcome sin, death, and the grave. And it is because of what Jesus has done that you can live as a new creation today. The old Adam is gone and the new Adam is alive in Christ. May that bring you strength, comfort, and peace in your faith life as you go forth today, tomorrow, and always. I will end by saying, if you have never been baptized and you want to be baptized, please let me know, and we will have you baptized so you can understand the power that baptism brings into your life. It is to God's glory that we preach all of these words and we remind you of what God has done through your baptism. It is in Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. <clears throat> Lord, we just are so thankful for what you do for us. That, Lord, we are amazed that, that when we don't deserve anything, that you sent your Son into this world 
to die for us so we could have forgiveness, to take upon himself all the sin and punishment that we deserve, but Lord, that he also rose again on the third day to let us know that we have eternal life as well. And Lord, we are not the old people. We are actually new creations in Christ. So let us live as new people. Let us live as you have called us to live. Let us live as people who care more for others than ourselves. Let us be about reaching out to this community and sharing the love and grace of Jesus Christ so that more and more can come to be baptized as you have commanded us to do. So that, Lord, they would know the comfort, the peace that you bring to us because you call us children of God. And because we are children, we are heirs. And because we are heirs, we are princes and we are princesses in the kingdom of God. And Lord, we are your sons, the king's sons and daughters. And because of that, Lord, we can say that we will have all the inheritance of heaven and it'll be a great thing. So Lord, let us not live for today. Let us live for that future, the future glory that we will have with you for all eternity. We, Lord, ask you that the Spirit would work in us today, tomorrow, and always to help us resist the sins that are in this world and that, Lord, we would live as your new creations free from sin, not bound to them any longer, and free to live as you have called us to live, a God-pleasing life. We don't do this because we earn salvation, because we know that's already been done for us. We do this out of a response of your love and grace that you have shown to us. And we say thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we pray this all in Jesus' glorious name. Amen.